Welcome to Garbage Film, the podcast where we link trashy movies and arty films, and we're here to say they're not too different. You can enjoy both. You can and you should. Yes. I am, uh, I continue to be one of your hosts, Nick, and with me as always is one of your other of your hosts, Aaron. Hi, Aaron. Hi. I continue to be appalled every time that you manage to say it in a different way. (laughs) Our choices are I stumble over it by accident or I stumble through it on purpose. So I'm going with purposeful stumbling. That's definitely the better of those two options. I'm defining my intent and going for it. Good for you. (laughs) And speaking of intent, the opposite of that might be what some say this week's movie is about. Oh my god. Uh, we've had taken some weeks off, so I'm just remembering how to speak like a human being again. Yeah, it's true. We're <laughs> we're all over the place. We don't know what's going on. And uh, this movie does not help uh, the messed up mind. Mm. It's good for it, in fact. True. Actually, the sentence you just said is probably the most coherent thing that's going to happen today. <laughs> we are, in case you couldn't figure it out, uh, it's also the title of the episode. Yeah. We're talking we are, about of course. The Lighthouse. Yes. Insert foghorn noise. Foghorn noise. What I'm going to do for this episode is I'm going to take... Spoilers. I'm going to take that, like, distorted laughing scream noise from the end. And I'm going to just imperceptibly... I'm going to play it through the whole episode, and it's just going to get a touch louder every couple of minutes until you can't hear us talking. (laughs) And that's what it's like to watch The Lighthouse. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, Yeah, please, please... Go ahead and explain. <laughs> sure, yes. Let's see how it is to explain the lighthouse. Let's what is see. it like? Yeah. I definitely when I looked up the synopsis, I was like, oh <laughs> Yeah. You watch it and you're like, huh. Which we'll get into there's oh, God. there's very important reasons for that. Yes. Artistic right. reasons for Ooh. it, one might say. Okay, well I'm excited. Yeah. Uh, so this is kind of continuing accidentally our Canadiana from that's Last true, week. that's true. Uh, the Lighthouse is from 2019, directed by Mr. Robert Eggers, written by the Eggers Bros, uh, Robert and Max, and uh, starring Robert Pattinson and Willem Dafoe, and that's pretty much that's everything pretty much on yep. screen. Yep. <laughs> starring the fucking Lighthouse. So a quick rundown on this. Uh, Ephraim Winslow and the grizzled lighthouse keeper Thomas Wake, uh, Wake being Dafoe, and uh, Pattinson being the other guy, are tasked with the maintenance of a secluded 19th century New England islet and its lighthouse. They're Uh, called wikis. Wikis. I love that so much. That's their adorable New England seafaring name. Yeah. It's it's great. I love it. It's super adorable for such an awful job. Mm True. You're like, oh, I want to be awake. No, no, stay away from that. For four weeks of backbreaking work and unfavorable conditions, that's the charitable way to describe Too it. Uh, the tight-lipped men have no one else for company except each other, forced to endure their idi- irritating idiosyncrasies, bottled up resentments, and uh, burgeoning hatred between them. Uh, over time, Ephraim's imagination takes hold in the shape of mermaids, uh, tentacle monsters, and a seagull that he thinks is uh, kind of stalking him. Following him. <laughs> yeah, and like making fun of him. Yeah, which, trying so to fuck him up. Yeah. It's just a regular seagull. That's what seagulls do. He's not wrong. Yeah. yeah. Toward the end, an unending squall maroons the keepers as supplies dwindle, with whiskey as their only food or drink. Uh, the uneasy peace deteriorates as ideas like time and truth slowly wash away. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's that's pretty much what it's like to sum up the lighthouse. Yeah. yeah. 
This is like the shortest description where it's like nothing happens, but the whole time everything is happening. Yes. Yeah. A lot of you come out of it and you're like, oh, my God, what year is it? How long have I been watching this movie? Am I still the same person? (laughs) You know, it's disorienting to say the least. Before I get into all my like little fun quotes and stuff that I pulled from. uh, Fun quotes. (laughs) I'm so excited to hear. <laughs> Mr. Eggers. It just, Eggers just sounds like a Batman 66 villain. I'm just picturing There was with, one, right? Yeah. yeah Egghead. Egghead. Sorry, Christ. that's... Yeah. <laughs> uh, so this movie, we didn't really know a lot about this movie going in. Other yeah. than, than I will mention, this has been on my radar for quite a long time because my brother worked on the movie. Oh, that's true. Um, yeah. And uh, he, as he puts it, Willem Dafoe is just like the most down-to-earth nice guy. And uh, nice. Robert Pattinson just kept to himself most of the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Doesn't he? His whole thing is like, I, I don't think anybody likes me on sets, so I just go and I try my best, and then I go home and sm- chain smoke cigarettes. Like yeah. he's just like, I don't know about myself. And Willem Dafoe would just go and hang out with the crew and be like, Hey, cool camera. What's that do? Like you're just very. He's so cool. Yeah, because <laughs> Willem Dafoe. Yeah. This uh, movie is described as a horror movie. What do you think of that? Yeah, I'd say that's fair. I am going to for. <laughs> personal reasons call it call it a horror movie you would say you were horrified by this movie i was horrified watching this movie yes yeah that's correct yeah there's a bunch of like just lots of discourse at the time and still now yeah. like yeah. is it really a horror movie there's nothing like that's eh. all ongoing it's not like scary but it is just like seeped in there's dread, dread. Yeah. yeah yeah thank you oh my god oh. <laughs> Yeah, there's dread in it. There's definitely, like, there's just a sense of claustrophobia, just, Mm. like, literal claustrophobia. The shed they have to share is so small. Most of their work is, like, okay, like, bend in half in this, (laughs) like, extremely small wooden shed and just maintain this, like, basically sump pump that keeps the lighthouse dry and, like, just the worst kind of, like, yeah, eight, late 18th century backbreaking work that mm. you can imagine. Or late 19th century, I suppose, right? Uh, yeah. 1880s or something <laughs> like that. 1890-ish. Yeah, where, where most of what meant what industry meant was just like, how many bodies can we put through the wood chipper of this industry? <laughs> this, like, like logging or... The d- backbone is literally made of bones. It's made of bones, yeah. <laughs> the backbone is everyone's backbones piled on top of each other. <laughs> and then you have... The nope. forestry industry, or, or whatever. I keep saying it because it's a plot point. But yeah. Well, it's... My apologies. But yeah, I, I would consider it a horrifying movie. Yeah, for I sure. know that there's horror discourse that I'm not qualified or interested in getting into. <laughs> yeah, it seems to like, everyone you? seems to agree, like, psychological horror is the... Yeah, mm-hmm. which I, to me, I'm not really sure why, I guess for purposes of, like, you know historical relevance maybe there's there's an there's an important distinction there but i think it's just the like it's internally bad not externally like there's no Uh, there's not like an octopus with a knife chasing them or anything (laughs) that you know of there (laughs) might have been there's a lot of a lot of tentacles in that movie and i'm not sure where most of them came from so yeah yeah i don't know i i get the sense you also think of it as yeah oh yeah 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 for sure the one in my my scant research, the one uh, that I saw come up, they're like, ooh, I don't know that I know of any other thing that has this subgenre. Mm. Well, no, there are ones. I don't know that I've seen any. Sure. Cosmic horror. Ooh, yeah. cosmic horror. Yeah. Okay, well, it's very, there's a mythological bent to it, yeah. for sure. And it yeah, seems to be anything that... There's a stranger in... danger, kind of like, you know, edge of the map. Yes. Type thing. Yeah. Well, yeah, in that way, it's 
seems to like collect anything that's uh, Lovecraft. Yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking of tentacles, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Okay, so if we have to think of like three, three genre words. Okay. What would you pick for this movie? Ooh. Oh boy! We don't have to. We don't have to come to a consensus. I'm just curious what your three would be. Well, I'm gonna cheat right away and say horror. Okay, horror's sure. in there. Fine. Yeah. Um, Granted. Can I call? Ooh, I know what I want to call it. Uh, I need a third word though. <laughs> okay. I think I'm just. Maybe I'll just stick with two. Brevity is the soul of wit. As... Oh my god! <laughs> I like how you put 14 letters into that word. Oh uh, yeah. Well, it's a short sentence. I needed to extend it somehow. Um, the, I'm going to call it Maritime Horror. Ooh. <laughs> we can include, uh, there's going to be others in there for sure. That'll be a, that's a fun subgenre. Yeah. What's that Mark Little um, oh, TV show? Speaking of Canadiana, Cavendish. Yeah. Yes, Cavendish is Maritime Horror. Yes, it is. Yeah. Please, anyone find Cavendish yeah, and watch it. For the it. 17 people that have watched Cavendish and are listening to this to this uh, podcast, it's the Anne's episode mm. for me that really yes. tips it over. Yeah, anyway. Absolutely. Oh, man, I'm going to be thinking nice. about that movie for a while. Yeah, I'm so sorry. Right, <laughs> Next up, we pivot to TV miniseries. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so I'm going, yeah, I'm going Cosmic Maritime Horror. How, oh, nice, uh, nice, nice, you? nice. Yeah, Under the Wire. Yeah, I was going to go with, yeah, um, psychological horror being like uh, w- one genre, which again, eh, sure. You're right, <laughs> internal. Um, exploitation? In oh. A, in a way. Okay. In a way where... You are watching these characters have breakdowns. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. These are not necessarily different from like the sorority girls in the in the seventies Italian. Do you know what I mean? Um, I want you to speak on that. Oh, Go just on. like they are there to be tortured for your enjoyment. Oh, I see. Yeah. Gotcha. And I don't have a third one. I don't know why I put this out there. <laughs> Psychological horror, exploitation. Um, fish. Yeah, what's the what's the genre? What, like yellow horror. Yeah, yellow. that's that. That's that's exploitation to me. It's yeah. just like yeah, the template for the exploitation horror. Yeah. I don't. Okay. Well, yeah, it's it's all swimming around there, and that's the <laughs> <laughs> maritime uh, uh, <laughs> gills. So, so. All, all of this to say, I'm excited to see what you have for, like, fun facts, because this movie is a wet mess in a great way. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, it's a lot of fun to watch, and I feel like, as I will bring up momentarily, the fact that a lot of the time there's confusion or, not confusion, disorientation and all that. Yeah, where deliberate it feels, disorientation. Yeah, where, it, like, it makes it more fun as opposed to, it's the thing of, like, when somebody knows how to make a good movie, but they have no money, so that it looks okay. Sure. Like, um, I, know th- I know that, yes. Yeah, that, that thing of, like, oh, he's playing in, uh, Eggers is, like, playing in confusion and disorientation and sure. stuff, but, like, he knows how to do it, so it's good, whereas if it was a bad oh, person absolutely. making a movie, yeah, it would you'd just be like, what in the hell is Why this? Why are you doing this? I'm, yes, I can think of a few, like, 70s sci-fi in yeah. particular. They were like, it's so crazy and out there. And, like, okay, but you actually have to have, like, skills and, like, you have to be able to film the thing you meant to film. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah, you know, you need to know what the subtext is before you yeah, try and film exactly. the text of what's going on. <laughs> 100%. Yeah. 
And uh, I keep hyping up these fun facts. Yeah, I'm sorry. Before we get there, I just wanted to say that uh, just a little bit about some extra personal Nick time. That um, the reason that I've been intrigued by this movie before getting to it was uh, the setting of it looks exactly like a place I would hang out a lot as a kid. Um, Oh, right. Yeah. You spent your childhoods in Nova Scotia where this was filmed. Yeah, exactly. And we would, like, my favorite place was called Peggy's Cove. And it's... Just a lighthouse on rocks. That's it. It looks exactly like looks that. Exactly. Yeah. Except Peggy's Cove is like the idyllic version. Yes. And this you'd is put the... it on the t-shirt. Yeah. Yeah. This is the, the hell wild version. version. <laughs> the, the upside down version. So we've got the heaven and hell. Like Peggy's Cove Aww. is the heaven lighthouse. <laughs> the lighthouse lighthouse is. Uh... This is what you get when like the fabric of reality opens up, and that's the lighthouse that actually emerges yeah. from Peggy's Cove. <laughs> So the whole time were you like, when are they going to have like a nice crab roll and go back no. to the car? Like, <laughs> no, 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 because I, even as a kid, this is the type of thing like I heard about, like my brother told me, you know, I'm working on this movie. Look for it when it comes out. Mm. And I remember being like, that's an amazing idea for a horror movie because it's the kind of place that you go and you're like, even if it's the nicest, most beautiful day, you're like, something bad could happen at any second. Ooh, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Peggy's Cove, pre- pretty famous for like people sliding off the rocks into the ocean yeah, and never being seen again, in. right? Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm glad I just didn't invent that grim fucking fact. <laughs> no, that was, like, there's signs everywhere about, yeah. like, stay off the wet rocks and all this, and... You don't y- fuck around with yeah. the ocean. And everything looks so precarious, like, cobbled together. Well, it's the edge of the yeah. cliff. It was just one of those things, yeah. like, why hasn't anybody done one of these? Like, yeah, there's lighthouse horror movies, whatever. But, like, sure. it felt like, oh, that's that's perfect, yeah do that yeah okay so, already a setting where you're like this is dangerous just on its face yeah it's dangerous before yeah. you get into any of the internal yeah stuff cool yeah. Yeah. Uh, learning a little bit about nick yeah so that's where i spent virtually every summer so <laughs> in <I'm>... hell <laughs> cool. no it's the heaven version no, so, it's sorry, nice. sorry 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 <laughs> brag so let's get into yeah let's get into some of this uh these quotes and stuff um so I'll just uh, rattle off some things here. Uh, like their earlier movie, The Vitch, the Eggers Bros obviously re- researched the absolute hell out of the time period for sure. the setting and dialogue. And this is why I know when we watched it, we finished it and I was like, I have zero comprehension of like the actual things that happened, <laughs> yeah. but I understand exactly what happened. Yeah. And I mean, it, like it, it's an absolute testament to the performances yeah. and the art direction that you're like, I didn't understand a word of that but i know exactly what was happening in every scene yeah yeah it really got to like i i remember like we got like 40 minutes in it was like i'm gonna stop trying to hang on every single yeah, word I'm and i just stop trying to parse their actual sentences yes yeah. <laughs> just let it wash over me and yeah, it was like even with that like they obviously you do several like hundreds of drafts of a script i assume uh, probably. uh and their goal with the script is they started out with the script and it was very clear what was happening and every revision was trying to obfuscate and confuse oh. it more okay uh from For what the, purpose because uh oh getting ahead of myself oh i'm it. sorry if no, it's no. coming up yeah. uh, basically eggers like big approach to making movies is the quote goes something like, people make movies to provide answers. I'm not interested in that. I want movies to provide questions. Oh, okay. So that's his... Well, good job, yeah. <laughs> Robert. 
<laughs> well done. So like it or not, you cannot not say mission accomplished. Yes, yeah, that's yeah. very true. Throw down the banner. And it, the purpose was you're supposed to be seeing everything through Winslow's, uh, yeah. like uh, Robert Pattinson's eyes. And the purpose of all of these obfuscating revisions was to make it very confusing for him, but very clear if you were like, in an everyday thing, like there's a bunch of uh, God, he's bailing his, water or whatever, and or... his wheelbarrow that he like tips over. Yeah, like, it's not that it's completely like art house devoid from reality. It's that like whenever there's something that could be questioned as true or not, when it starts entering any realm of subjectivity, that's where they were like, okay, we can we can muddle this more. We can make it. Let's more. make him more confused. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, interesting. All right. Yeah. I wasn't I wasn't 100% positive that it was supposed to be seen from Winslow's point of view. Yeah. Obviously, we get more like alone time with him and mm. yeah, his his actions are more clear. Wade's actions are or Wake's actions are So Wade or Wake? Wake. Both of them are classic sea horror yeah. names. Okay. Yes. <laughs> um less clear. So, okay, okay. That's good to have spelled out at least. Yeah. Another thing that I was like, oh, I get it. You like it's a movie, so things get more intense as things go as time goes on. But the like the hallucination aspects get yeah. real ramped up as time goes on. Yeah, it escalates real fast. The part of the reason for this, and they don't draw attention to it, but it would have been like pretty common for the time, is they run out of whiskey at a certain point. Yeah. And that's that's photographed. And then they keep drinking and they're like making something. Their drink is turpentine and honey. That's all they're drinking for Ew. like a few weeks. <laughs> so like oh, God. Yeah, they're losing their fucking minds. Turpentine. Yeah. Ugh. They'll okay. mess you up. I, I, There's a reason they get very sick and very angry and manic. And paranoid and just, and pass out suddenly at yeah. random moments. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, very fair of yeah. them. I would be seeing tentacles and roommates everywhere if I was drinking turpentine. Uh, just screaming, don't stare into the light and then falling down a flight of stairs. That's all I would do. That's all I do now. Yeah. That's quarantine, That's baby. quarantine hobbies, yeah. Uh, <laughs> So originally, this was supposed to be a film adaptation of an Edgar Allan Poe story. Oh, that makes total sense. Yeah, yeah. absolute huge Poe atmosphere going on here. Yeah. Uh, it was named The Lighthouse. Oh, gosh. But uh, they couldn't make it work because Poe died before he finished it. Oh, so, no way. Okay. So it's just like, oh, yeah, how do you adapt a thing that... Late Poe. If anybody could have done it... You know, probably the Eggers brothers who are trying to make a confusing thing anyway. Like, yeah, not fair. making something clear. But, uh, Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> but it was while they were doing all their language research and stuff, they came across, and I know you and I have talked about this, mm-hmm. but there's the Smalls Lighthouse tragedy in Wales in oh, 1801. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Where uh, two keepers, both named Thomas, got trapped in a lighthouse. Uh, one man died of, quote, natural causes, end quote, and the other man <laughs> lost his mind. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah. So... When you're trapped on a lighthouse with someone who has snapped, natural cause of death is being stabbed, right? (laughs) Getting murdered to death? Yeah, he was killed using items from the natural world. (laughs) Stabbed with wood, stabbed with metal. Wiki knife. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, I mean, we we laugh, but holy hell. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) intense stuff. So, like, the one guy did survive and, like... Oh. They found him after the storm, is my understanding. Sure. Good for him for making it, I guess. <laughs> right? Yep. Not just walking into the ocean. But I like the the idea of there's like a fusion there of like, okay, we'll take the Poe stuff, the real like gothic yeah. horror dread things, and uh, we'll combine it with real life insaneosis. <laughs> <laughs> 
insaneity. I feel like, I don't know, Poe is very, not being a scholar of either of them, but having read both of them, Poe is just sort of like a, like a digestible Lovecraft, where it's like, hey, yeah. you know this bird? What if it were real fucking spooky instead? Like just just what pointing if it, like, out followed you. What if it like made a bird noise or some <laughs> kind? Like pointing out the just sort of innately spooky things about real life that you you paper over in your mind so yeah. as not to be constantly scared of everything. <laughs> yeah, you can't have you adrenaline know? running through your body uh, no. the entire time you're awake. You will die. And that is what anxiety is. Mm. So just like, hey, don't forget everything is spooky. Like <laughs> And Lovecraft is just that ramped up to the whole universe. But yeah. I can totally see those being like a perfect, like, yeah, lots of material there for a isolated pair of people who you're not sure which one, if either, to trust yeah. as the as the audience. That's awesome. Okay. All right. Yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah. And this probably will come as zero surprise whatsoever. But they like, they said that for all of the dialogue specifically, well, I guess that's, that's what the screenplay is. Uh, they stuck with the watery and cosmic horror biggies. Uh, so Melville of Moby Dick fame, Robert Louis Stevenson of Treasure Island, and Jekyll and Hyde. They referenced oh. Jekyll and Hyde a bunch in this, which I think is interesting, given the main awesome. access to it. Yep. And of course, you got Lovecraft in there. Sure. Uh, but their primary inspiration was uh, lesser-known author Sarah Orne Jewett, okay. uh, who was around alive around this time, 1850s to 1910s. Okay. She was a novelist, short story writer, and poet, but she was best known for her local color work set along or near the southeast... Uh, seacoast of Maine, so where this is taking place. Okay. So they specifically, uh, Thomas Wake, which is Willem Dafoe, his accent is phonetically translated from oh. transcriptions of her writing. Okay, that's where that accent yeah. goes from. Okay. Which is like, I don't know anyone from Maine, but that is a weird fucking accent. Yeah, it's all it's so perfectly sea captain-y, mm-hmm. but without being a cartoon. You can tell most of it is because He's set his jaw and face in a certain way. Like something about his beard makes his yes, face stay still. Yes, that's what makes part of the noise happen. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Wait, are you telling me that this spooky horror story about like isolated people is set in? Is this is a, this is a Stephen King story? Is what's oh my happening God, right it basically now? Basically, is yeah. <laughs> like a what like if a, a lighthouse rural, yeah. was spooky? <laughs> what if the lighthouse was out to get you? <laughs> that's really great. Okay. Well, yeah. That's... Throw another one on the pile. Sure, <laughs> horror writers. <laughs> They, they're such nerds. I love how big nerds the Eggers brothers are. They, like, Jewett wrote a dissertation on uh, the accents of Maine and stuff. Oh, And oh, they, like, okay. referred so they to this. So they got sources. Yeah. Yeah. For specifically how to direct the really intense back and forth conversations. Right. Those were all grounded in her work, which That's is. That's so cool. Yeah. Oh, wow. I want to do that. I didn't know that was a job you could do. Do like, what? What do you think that is? <laughs> I'm going to invent this job, which is just, like, reading about accents and directing people. I have a friend who is, like, a dialect coach mm. for stage and screen. And this is mostly what he does is he, like, finds sources or, like, reads books, tries to find scholars of, like, how would you say this in, you know, the accent of whatever. That is so cool. I yeah. want to do that, but for sea captains. <laughs> or spooky writing i that, i just think that's so cool yeah that's very neat i think yeah i just think it's like you they get through like the class like through melville's and whatever like yeah yeah yeah. we know whales whatever whatever, yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, what's yeah. like the second layer beneath this ah who is this jewett woman ah, sarah jewett okay yeah. so that's awesome go read her stuff i suppose this is a free plug sarah uh <laughs> you're welcome sarah's 
coffin, I guess. <laughs> What else do I got here? What else do I got? Oh yeah, and uh, the like, like the Vich, tons of folklorey, pagany, mm, mythy mm-hmm. stuff in here. Uh, so just running down some of the stuff on that. The Eggers Bros said that like they didn't, they didn't, they wanted like Pattinson to, and Defoe to like take hold of their characters' backstories more. Like they wouldn't, mm. they wouldn't say to like you know before they say action like okay now you're thinking of your log driving right. foreman that died like the nothing like that. They just be like whatever you need, just like. Think your thing and go. But they specified that Pattinson's character, his relationship to Defoe's character is an Oedipal uh, fixation. Sure. Which as soon as I read that, I was like, oh yeah, Yeah, I want to kill you, but also I crave your opinion. Your approval. Approval more than anything else in the world. Yeah. Well, what is it that sends him, isn't it where the crazy shit really kicks off in Mm. terms of like coming to blows is when he reads in Wake's diary Oh, that yeah. he doesn't think Winslow has been doing a good job and he <laughs> recommends that he get fired. Like, imagine living with this person and, like, carrying each other through this, like, storm that's trying to wipe you off the island and, like, getting through it together. And they've, like, confessed some of their deepest secrets to each other and then find out that this guy was, like, actually, he sucks. I and don't like is, him and you should fire him. Yeah, this is after he's, like, Defoe has dangled Pattinson from the lighthouse to paint it and, like, he's ordering him around for months and, like, he can take all that. He's the worst to him yeah yeah. it's very it's very like oh if this were a regular movie he would have a heart of gold at the end and it would be to like tough him up and push him to achieve his best or whatever big handshake moment at at, like if you're going for the subtext version of the handshake moment where he doesn't say he's proud of him but you're like oh totally yeah (laughs) yeah i did it i fucking yeah no but no none of that he'll just never get that that's so funny yeah. Okay. This entire movie, reading everything about it, is just like, oh, now I yeah. get it. Even <laughs> <Totally>. though <laughs> it's not that you have to get it to get it. No, get not it. at all. It's just fun to like unlock that after yeah. the fact. It's <laughs> neat. And just adding more to the psychological aspect, I guess I say. Mm. Eggers said that uh, his goal was to write a movie that both Carl Jung and Freud would be furiously eating their popcorn, waiting to see what would happen next. <laughs> Just, uh, yeah. yeah, I know. It paints yeah. such a weird, like, pervert. What are you? I was concerned up until you said eating their popcorn. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to know. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. Oh, okay. There's enough <laughs> masturbation in this movie already. Yes. I have a, I don't know if this made it onto your list of fun facts, but Robert Pattinson has masturbated in something like, like masturbated on screen in something like, Five out of seven of his first movie, like oh his God. initial like movies, he masturbates on screen a lot. Wow. I don't, maybe that's well, it's how he does his work. I, I, it, it works. What for a him, specific thing to be typecast for. Yes. I, I don't know that he's typecast. I think he just is like, hey, what, what if I, uh, what if I crank one out? On well, they, you know? they toned down the penises in this movie. Be- I mean, I guess you no. could say that, but there is a giant lighthouse. Well, literally, the opening, not opening shot, one of the opening shots was supposed to be Robert Pattinson's erect penis. Oh, my God. And then it cuts to the lighthouse. Like, oh, good Just to be God. like, basically, Eggers shaking the screen going, get it? Do you get it's it? It's a phallus. <laughs> I can't imagine why that shot was cut. Apparently the producer said, we don't like this and won't pay for it. (laughs) So Eggers was like, eh, it's fair, I guess. Apparently Patterson was like, but I want my dick to be on screen. So to your point, I think you're right. I think he probably convinces people to write masturbation scenes in his face. You know what I'm really good at? Yeah, I mean, 
maybe they didn't actually have the shot, but you can tell that's what was... That's how the <laughs> script was written. Yeah. It's not subtle. Yeah. yeah. And uh, to finish off my big pile of... Uh, Pile of stuff uh, that I got here today. Pile um, of facts. I like Edgar's one sentence description when he was doing like press around this. Oh movie. yeah, what's the elevator pitch for? Well, yeah, that's exactly this. it. Like to finish interviews, people would be like, "So if you had to like sum this up in like one, what would it be?" And his phrase was, uh, "Nothing good can happen when two men are trapped alone in a giant phallus." <laughs> that's just good life advice. Yeah. <laughs> All right. It's something I live by. <laughs> I have noticed that about you. Yeah. Yes, yeah. You, you'll never see me in a giant phallus with another man. That's. You don't see... Okay. <laughs> what? Have you had opportunity for this? No, I take all my no giant phallus... Thank you. <laughs> all my giant phallus time is alone time. Okay. So. You heard it here, folks. Marking this episode as explicit. Write it on. Robert Pattinson, eat your fucking heart out. Well, that's a, that is a chaotic mix of facts. Yeah, I sure. enjoy the historical accuracy and chaos that the mm-hmm. brothers brings to things. I was just gonna say it's just so, it's so great, and this goes for the vitch too. Um, I'll never not pronounce it the vitch. So sorry, whoever hates that, <laughs> not gonna not gonna happen. Um, I, I it is so grounded that it's it's spooky. Like you don't have you don't have to go through the movie going, okay, is that meant to be a plot hole or is it just a plot hole? Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, is that supposed to be something that I make note of or something they they just weren't paying attention to? Mm-hmm. You don't have to do that with these. So the the scary things, the things where time skips or the boat wasn't in that spot before or or whatever, those are clearly intentional and clearly meant to throw you off a little yeah. and it's so it's so much more effective because you're you're totally bought into it yeah. it's so grounded yeah that's great robert eggers fan cam <laughs> we love him he's great we do well canadian treasure he's canadian uh, or he shoots no. a lot in canada he just okay. shoots a lot here right yeah Maybe. yeah well i'll still claim it for our own yeah I'm big into that right take now. take what we can get <laughs> yeah. uh, well uh what do you what do you think was in that lighthouse. <laughs> what, what was the lighthouse to you? Yeah. Was it the friends we made along the way? Oh, it so was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are you asking me what I thought uh, about what the movie was about? Let me try that sentence from the topic. <laughs> oh, no. The lighthouse is affecting me. Uh, <laughs> um, are you asking me what I thought the lighthouse was about? No, I'm, I'm asking you about the end of the movie. What oh, do you think oh, okay. was in that there lighthouse? I think, I mean, we said it at the beginning, but I'm saying it again because your your uh, synopsis was vague enough that people could have skated by. Spoilers, for sure, for, oh, yes. from here on out. I think that after all that, he gets up to the lighthouse. There's nothing. There's nothing. Mm. It's just a light turning in a circle. And he realizes that he has almost been murdered. He has gone through hell with this person who turned out to fucking hate him. Yeah and murdered that guy committed murder again and just like proved to himself that he's the kind of person who murders people like he's a bad person Mm. and then he gets up to the lighthouse and there's nothing there's nothing special there he murdered that guy for nothing and so he just starts laughing and laughing and eventually falls down the steps and dies so you think that there's like this feels like such a soft word, but like it's a disappointment when he looks into it. Yes, yeah. no, I think that that's definitely it because there's only so much that a disappointment. It, yes, that's that's the word for it. <laughs> but it's it's a crushing disappointment mm. because of all the buildup and all the pressure that he's put on it. Yeah. 
You know, that's yeah. that's my take is that his his mind just literally cannot take that there's nothing and and he falls. Okay. Cuz yeah. I I take all of that exactly the same way, but I think that he looks in the light and he's like I did it. It's mine. Oh this, shit, like this... he just buys in and is crazy. Yeah, and like he knows it's like uh, okay. next to nothing. It doesn't really mean anything, but it's his. But now. he owns now it. Now he, he has, did yeah, it. Yeah. Oh, okay. He's successfully okay. wrested it away. You know what? Honestly, I feel like your interpretation makes more sense given the tenor of the movie and God, I'm so persuasive. <laughs> Every time we come out of this, I'm like, he's right. He's totally right. <laughs> no, it, because these two have just like locked horns and what for what, right? Yeah. So, but that's the that's his value system is like, I beat the other guy. I won. Mm-hmm. I own this now. Rah! And so he's going to like stand naked at the top of the lighthouse. And, oh, yeah, um, fair. Okay. And just to, to wrap off, tie up that, that discussion, when uh, people, like well after the movie came out and people were interviewing Eggers, yeah. they would ask him like, so what is in the lighthouse? Right, I'm sure they did. Uh, and they would eventually get around to like, why didn't you show it? And Eggers was like, he he avoided the thing of like, well, it wouldn't be as interesting. What like, the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. His response <laughs> Have to- Have you seen a movie? <laughs> his response to those questions was, well, if I showed it, then the same thing would happen to you as happened to these Ooh! two men. <laughs> oh no, the ring! <laughs> That's great. That's such a like bullshit answer, because, oh, yeah. but like it's a bullshit question. It feels like a hey, can you uh, ask this at hey, the end? Hey. I want to. <laughs> I want to fucking get this guy. <laughs> That's so great. And it's like those '50s scary movies where they would they would be like, "Your coffin is free, free. because you're gonna <laughs> die of fright watching this movie." Yeah. How, the... how do I claim this coffin? <laughs> you write it off on my taxes. Yeah. What's the? What's going on here, Universal? <laughs> <laughs> that's great good for him good yeah. for him very good for him yeah. uh so yeah that's Wonderful. uh that's okay. our talk on the lighthouse it's it's a it's a weird one to talk about because it's so ephemeral kind of yeah but also rooted anything you say about it could be correct yeah i really love i think the difference between like not filming it clearly and mm. filming confusing things clearly like mm. what you were talking about yeah. earlier is in the fact that they started out with the script fully fleshed out everything was laid out so uh. it all it's all there you just haven't filmed some of it yeah and i know that sounds like bullshit but it's the difference between like well how would we get from here to here like they already know what happens between a and b mm-hmm. you just don't see it yeah yeah I, I like that. So it's it really is like it's fun to talk about because mm. there are some rules and you're just kind of, you're just, yeah. Yeah, you innately know are. that the rules are there. You don't necessarily yeah. know what they are in the moment, but you're like, okay, no, I trust certain things. And whenever yeah. one of those rules yeah. gets violated, it feels so like, eh. Mm-hmm. Like there's a few times where something happens and then in the next scene, Defoe is like, Says the exact opposite of what happened. Yeah, what you just watched happen. Yeah. yeah. Is... And there is there is some unreliable narrator in that, mm. but it is also like, well, is it though? Yeah. yeah. That thing of like, okay, is it is Wake being shitty? Yeah. Is uh, uh, Ephraim losing, has he lost his mind? Yeah. Like, yeah. It's great. It's, it's really good. I like it. Because it's also that there's no, there's no more importance tied to one thing than any other thing with like plot beat. Exceptions. Yeah. So it's yeah. just like a rich tapestry, rich yeah. confusing tapestry. It's just them trying to figure it out on their own. Yeah. yeah. It's good shit. It's a lot of fun to talk about. Yeah. So uh, keep talking about it then. What's your uh, big takeaway? For okay, her? well, 
<laughs> I think I shall. Um, my biggest takeaway is it's such a, like, I think Lovecraftian is a great way hmm. to describe it. Just the idea. It's it's so infused with, like, mythological symbols. Yeah. The sea is a huge, like, we don't fucking know what's down there. We still don't know what's down there. It It's the source of, like, religions, and it's the source of stories, and it's just unknowable in mm. a very real sense and so i think it's um the the movie is about like coming up against that unknowableness and trying to impose a framework on it and trying to be like no i'm gonna like we're gonna wait out the storm mm. and we're gonna you drink know, turpentine yeah <laughs> sounds like a bad idea but i'm not a wiki um <laughs> Just the idea that you could ever, like, that the sea gives a shit whether you live or die. When they're going in there, like, okay, we stocked up and we got the provisions and we're gonna make it. Like, that's, you can't do shit to determine whether you're gonna live or die. It doesn't matter. The universe doesn't care, you know? And and slowly going crazy when you realize, yeah, there's really nothing. You are not in control of your own life. You're just not. So, hubris, I guess? <laughs> yeah, I think that you're going to have the same problem that I do, which is like, how do you sum up what I... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I say Lovecraftian because I feel like a lot of the the horror, quote-unquote, is... Quote-unquote. The horror. <laughs> really dissing Lovecraft, like, as fucking wannabe horror writer. <laughs> Maybe the most famous horror writer. Um, the idea that you can... You can see something that you are so unequipped to process that your mind breaks. Yeah, it, that, like, like you're insignificant. It's beyond reasoning. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's that's why I use that word specifically. That's good use of that word. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> that's my thing. So my thing, uh, I will readily admit, what ten? This is our tenth episode, eleventh episode, something like that. Something like that. This was the hardest one I've had. Uh, really hardest time I've had pinning down. My thoughts, just because it is just such a... <laughs> it is chaotic. Yeah, miasmic yeah. thing. It's just... Which is great. I love it, because it, that makes it so different from so many other things. But, uh, yeah. The fear, like, that thing of you... Sh by intention, you shouldn't really fully understand what's happening. Mm -hmm. uh, You're not supposed to. Yeah, that, like, all this movie is about is making you have questions. Yes. So the idea of, like, a discernible, objective truth is just impassable. Yeah. Not gonna happen. I already mentioned the, the like, I can't remember all the instances, but the, like, Wake hacks up the rowboat, and then we cut to the next scene where Wake says, like, why did you hack up the rowboat? Yeah. Just like, but I just what? saw... I put... <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Uh, yeah. And, Messing but, with your objective truth. Yeah, and, like, yeah, done in such a way that, like... I, Movies play their hands so much all the time where it's just like, we know that this person's being gaslit because these True. things. True, yeah. Like, we, because we shot, like, the guy giving side-eye to the waiter or yeah, whatever. Yeah, that the it's fun, the, yeah. like, the third act reveal. Is that yeah. like, oh, we were missing. It's yeah. time for the reveal that, yeah. None of that here. Um, but between all of that stuff I mentioned and the lighthouse existing as a kind of, like, I, I wrote down mystery box. It's not really a mystery box. Um, <laughs> it, I think that's the funny, the kind of like cruel part about it is it functions as a mystery box and everything revolves around it. Yeah. They they act towards it as if it is. Yeah. But the, it doesn't factor into the plot as a mystery box. Yeah. So for lack of a better word, I'll call it a mystery box. The sure. lighthouse mix, mystery box. Yeah. Uh, between that and fucking around with identity a whole lot. This whole movie, to me, is about uh, relating truth to oneself and identity. Oh. Which is just like... Okay. And taking another step further is like, what does that matter 
if one, nobody else believes you, or two, you're just on your own oh. and you can't, you don't have anything else to bounce ideas on. Like you have no touchstone for. You have no comparison of yeah for to anything. Yeah. 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 Oh, what does it matter? What? Yeah. What your sense of self is if no one else believes you is yeah. a great. Yeah, a great way of thinking about this movie. Oh and shit! That's the like, kind of like a tide. That's the pull and pu- push and oh. pull of this. I have to say, we have been very well behaved about inserting like <laughs> ocean puns. I really thought this was going to be a free for all. Yeah, me too. I'm I'm disappointed. You're you're impressed. I'm disappointed. <laughs> Kind of just I mean, that's, um, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Sounds right. <laughs> I will say I love all the, like, mythological and Oedipal yeah. touches to the whole thing. But to be very honest with myself, I am too dumb a guy to delve into all that. Sure, yeah. So to me, it's all just about the what's going on in old Pattinson's little screwy head. <laughs> yeah. Screwy little brain. So, little head. I don't know how you sum that up, but I'm going to just say, like... I think you you said it nicely, like sense of self, like the truth for like object or the search for objective truth and like how to how to feel about yourself. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Does I'll, that? Yeah. I'll stick with what you You're said. You're welcome. I'm yeah. Okay. Thank you for saying. <laughs> Pretend you said that, and yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll just repeat each word and I'll say it after you. Oh, <laughs> Put my editing skills to their absolute limit here. <laughs> Well, now that we've talked about our, our big takeaways, let's uh, use this movie to program a double bill with our marquee title that I've certainly forgotten to think of again. Um, you're up, Ch- Kim Savi. <laughs> you really choked on that one. <laughs> Cut that out. Cut that out. I will not. Okay, so uh, taking my <laughs> taking my thing of it's it's about sort of the finding the limit of the human ability to like process things and just like the realization that whatever framework you personally come up with the universe doesn't give a shit it's not there to it it doesn't care whether you live or die it doesn't care whether you understand what's going on you you can't finding out that you are not going to understand things and like how you deal with that when when that gets thrown at you just like there's maybe there's no such thing as objective truth maybe you know that kind of thing i am going to bill this one with in the mouth of madness 1994 by john carpenter who is our favorite he is our favorite can i it happened we picked the same movie you had this sort of but also disappointed, like just like, oh no, no, it's happening. I brought a backup. Yes. I, just, oh, I brought a do. backup no, because I, wanna... I thought for sure that we'd pick the same. I mean, it's pretty. It's a pretty good one. Yeah. So talk uh, about so okay. both of our points. Well, yeah. See, now I want to hear both. I want to hear okay. why you picked it if it's different from why I picked it. Aw, garbage oh. pot history. Okay. Oops. All right. It's episode that is 10, so I think. Funny. We got it in 10. We, we got it in 10. That's true. That was our personal limit. And yeah, <laughs> we'll both blink out of existence now. Yep. Oh, that's great. Okay, well, here, here's what I have. <laughs> um, it's They're both about sort of the inability of humans to, like, a- acknowledge their own meaninglessness. Oh, shit. Yeah, um, okay. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, on a, on a meta level with the lighthouse and in a very real 
like surface level way with Mouth of Madness. They're yeah. about the stories that people make up to like make ourselves relevant and mm. insert ourselves into the workings of the universe, right? There's so many myths, like pardon the phrase, but underneath the surface <laughs> in <laughs> in the lighthouse, and there's just like it's about writing stories in the in the Mouth of Madness. Yeah. Um, but they're they're both like very much like innately Lovecraftian, like obviously very just very out there Lovecraftian. Oh yeah, and like both very on the record is like I referenced Lovecraft Definitely. in this movie. Yeah, like both directors have just said that directly into a mic, yep. which is great. Um, where they have this sort of the, the the linchpin of both is that they're dealing with a force that's literally too too cosmic really to understand let alone to fight or brace against yeah and in the mouth of madness it's scary monsters and yeah, in the lighthouse it's a human <laughs> but what if a human also was a scary monster <laughs> yeah <laughs> Sorry to take a sip of my little coffee there. It's allowed. Um, I'm going to actually quote from H.P. Lovecraft because he has a, a description of his own, like his mature later work um, okay. that I think is great here. Um, he describes it as based on the fundamental premise that common human laws and interests and emotions have no validity or significance in the vast cosmos at large, Sweet. which to me is the premise that kind of, you know, the, the setup may not be the same, but it's the unspooling. That's the premise under which both of these movies sort of start their engines, mm, right? Yeah. Yeah, it starts from, like, what feels like a grounded enough place and just, yes, like, yeah. really loses control. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so the, the thing that I really like as connecting both of them is that the main characters sort of start trying to assert this control mm -hmm. and like try to force their own framework on what's happening when their ego is threatened oh. so for robert pattinson's character it's when he's denied the keys to like the the lantern room yeah and he thinks he like deserves to be up yeah there. he's like well you're not better than me yeah. i'm the one doing all the work down here i deserve to have the keys to the lighthouse i deserve there's fucking keys to the lighthouse dude um, so that's his kind of inciting incident of like, no, I'm going to force my way to the top. I'm going to be the understander of the lighthouse, <laughs> you know? The lighthouse understander is logging on. He is logging the fuck on. Because he was a logger. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> the, the thing for Sam Neill's character in Mouth of Madness is that he starts to think that the publishing house, like Sutter Kane's publishing house, is trying to put one over on him. Yeah. He's an insurance investigator, and Sutter Kane has disappeared, and they're trying... He thinks that this is a ploy to, like, get his life insurance. Like, get... Sutter Kane, the author's yeah. life insurance. He keeps going on about how, like, yeah, whatever. it's real fishy. and Yeah, like, yeah, yeah he, did, he wouldn't just disappear or whatever. Like, this is clearly a ploy to sell more books. Like, yeah. you're trying to ramp up sales. And so he's determined to be like, no, I'm going to figure it out. They're not going to put one over on me. I'm going to be the, the figure-outerer. <laughs> I'm I'm determined to stick with this <laughs> this vocabulary here. Anyway, so like they both try and reject the wound to the ego, mm. which ego is just a fundamental human construction that Lovecraft in under this Lovecraft premise yeah. doesn't fucking matter. Yeah, but it matters only to the person. Only that it to them. To. But yeah. it, and so they're trying so hard, and then the basically the last third of each movie is just realizing like. I'm not even equipped to understand what's going on, yeah. let alone come out on top of it. Yeah. My framework does not work here. 
and they start having different horrifying visions. Like there's there's also there's not just thematic, but mm. sort of artistic comparisons as well. Like they start having visions, mm-hmm. and people appear as monsters. Yeah, and just the sort of unspooling is when they they become like intensely vulnerable. And that's sort of the cosmic horror of like, nope, there has never been anything you can do to save yourself mm-hmm. if the universe doesn't want you to. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's uh, that's my reasons. Good shit. That's Thank you. so a- much more researched and better than mine. <laughs> I had a lot of fun just being like, that was a cool movie. <laughs> we had this moment yesterday where we were like, oh, we're going to record tomorrow. We were like, yeah, after picking my double bill, I really want to watch the other movie now. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, me too. <laughs> I think we're going to watch this movie I think now. we're going to watch The Mathematics yeah, shortly. Yeah. Oh my God. And I have one fun fact. Um, when I went, oh, when I was researching and you were like, what is that? And I was like, I can't tell you. Um, <laughs> the spooky church, the black church from Mouth of Madness. Oh, yeah. Is, uh, we could get on a bus and be there in 35 minutes because oh. it's in Markham. <laughs> well, yeah. to that end, the asylum that they shoot in is like a 20-minute walk from here. <laughs> it's, uh, it's Living in Toronto, folks. Yeah, an old hydro uh, plant. Oh, wait, is it R.C. Harris? That I think plant? that's what it is, yeah. That's where they filmed Silence of the Lambs, too. That's the, <laughs> like that's a real asylum-y building. Big asylum vibes yeah. in Toronto. Yeah. Cool place to live. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, over to you. <laughs> well, let's just. I'm gonna do the old the old note skimming thing. Mm-hmm. Don't want to repeat too much. No, yeah. that's fair. I'm I'm curious. I want to hear how it played out for you. Well, the I like I really like how you broke all that down because I feel like your reasons are the same as my reasons, which makes okay. sense. They're all. But the the things that I was looking at is like Sam Neill's character. Uh, obviously, there's at this point. If you haven't noticed, there are going to be big spoilers for in the Mouth of Madness. Now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which is still worth a watch. Oh, it's great. A ton of fun. It. Speaking of like modern horror directors as well, um, Ari Aster has has um, gone on record in The Mouth of Madness is one of the movies that like influenced his style the most. Oh, yeah. I did not know So that. that's pretty cool. Cool. I My things were much more superficial than yours. So this is, mm. which... Well, no, yeah. Let's go the, for the... Yeah, superficial speaks to what's lying beneath anyway. Oh. So, uh, so we get a huge reveal in like end of the second act that... Um, that uh, Sam Neill's character is just the character in the book that right. he's investigating the author's disappearance of. Yeah. There's, there's fun and exciting layers. So it immediately turns from, well, even leading up to that, he's like trapped in this town called Hobbs End. He can't get out. Everyone that he interacts with, like it, it's not quite on the level. It right. feels very much like he is fully separated from the population as this other, which, yeah, yeah, of course. So it leads to this whole thing, uh, the other big plot point being, oh, all these people in this town are just like characters from other novels. Of, oh, uh, yeah, Sarah that's Gaines. right, right. So this thing of like, oh, well, then what's real then? What is, what is the truth of this place? And Sutter Kane is, or I'm Sutter Kane, Sam Neill has this, <laughs> oh, I know what's real. I'm an insurance investigator. <laughs> The sunlight dings off his wonderful blonde the, hair. Yeah. The confidence of an insurance investigator. Like, you might as well have an FBI badge. Yeah. He's that confident. Um, yeah. That he's just like, yeah, I know what's real, but it's this thing of I'm imposing my framework onto this thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, I'm a logical person. I must know. Yeah. I must be able to figure it out. And the spiraling out of control is when he's told, like, no, you're not even real. Like, you are a character, too. And, like, he That'll resists that because he's our protagonist and all that. Um... <laughs> So he literally. He, he, so he's immediately like, "Oh, I'm not who I think I am. I what is my identity? What even is true? Like, did all the stuff before I came to this town happen? Like, he's got mm. this, these like layers of yeah. questioning 
just what in the heck is going on in this town? <laughs> we already talked about all the HP Lovecraft stuff. Like they're yep. the monsters in in the Myth of Madness are literal Lovecraft monsters. Literally, it's a, yes. Literally a Lovecraft story that they adapted. Yeah, so. and like you know, Sutter Kane is clearly supposed to be like all of the titles of his books kind of match. Lo- yeah. Oh, sorry, microphone. I apologize to the microphone. <laughs> We're in Canada. Yes, we are. Yeah, um, they're they're clearly like thinly veiled H.P. Lovecraft titles. Uh, there is solid axe wielding action in both. Um, oh yeah, yeah, that's true. Get quite a bit of axe murder in these movies. Yeah, um, and uh, yeah, a lot of it was filmed in Toronto. I just like that. This both of these movies virtually all Canadian filming, so I'm <laughs> claiming them as Canadian movies. Canada's spooky as shit, you oh, guys. Yeah, we got mist as hell We're up here. Haunted. Like, yeah, yeah, sometimes it's foggy enough outside. We live in a big city. Sometimes it's foggy yep. enough outside that you can't see more than like three blocks. Yeah. It's creepy. Don't don't come here. <laughs> Please. It's- it's too scary. <laughs> you know what? I hadn't even thought of the the idea that he's like trapped in this town yeah. and can't get out. That's, and that's definitely part of it. There is the carrot dangling of, oh, you could just leave. Like he tries to leave and he gets teleported back. He's like, oh, yeah. I could figure this out. Yeah. Wait, there's got to be a loophole or yeah. whatever. And yeah. the same way that Pattinson's character is like, okay, well, we just got to wait until we get picked up. Okay. Yeah. We They're coming. Up. Yeah. Well, I'll just take the rowboat out. Okay. the It got smashed in an X. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Ex-accident. Ex-accident. <laughs> Thank you for jumping on that one early. <laughs> yeah, that's um, very true. Yeah. yeah. He's uh, very determined to like, I'm going to come out on top of this. That, yeah. that insurance investigator. <laughs> that confidence. Yeah. yeah. And that by the end of the movie, you're like, oh, I yeah, the main, the main guy is probably crazy. Or or not. Or not. I guess the reveal in The Math Menace is that he wasn't crazy he was just manipulated yeah he wasn't crazy he just didn't have all the facts and the other great superficial thing that i love about these movies is they both end with the main characters basically (gasps) laughing into camera that is so true (laughs) yeah like hysterical laughter at learning quote the truth yeah that's true and uh, that's the mind unraveling the sound of just cackling it's so funny because what the fuck else are you supposed to do oh that's good okay well now i'm just like so validated in my choice because i heard your reasons too (laughs) so we should pick the same movie more often (laughs) we'll see it'll be we'll get like a bell or something no that probably won't sound good on a microphone (laughs) i'm gonna get one of those just a foghorn noise i think it's appropriate that we have a yeah (laughs) just drop that in anywhere so melancholy Um, yeah. <laughs> Thank you for that clip. You're very welcome. Would you like to hear my backup? I want to know what your backup was. Yeah, absolutely. Unless you think it might come up, come in handy later on. Well, I might always just, I, I, going into this, I was like, uh, the reason I had a backup was like, oh, I've already used a John Carpenter movie recently. Oh, I should, okay. I should try and branch out. But then the more I looked at the reasoning of it, I was <laughs> like, like, no, no it's, it's gotta be. Yeah. This is the right choice here. Okay. So my honorable mention this week, and we'll uh, let's go on record as saying your choice was in the Math of Madness, and this is my choice. Just to, thank you. Just okay. To, yeah, All right. I do 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 my honorable mention, and it's for one hundred percent superficial reasons Great. for the most part. No. Is uh, well, okay. Let's let's build it up a little bit. There is an unspeakable horror that you can't understand, you can't reason with, you just know it's happening, and you. You don't really know how to get away from it. You can't escape from it. Is this going to be Albert Brooks' real life? Again? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's just every time there's anxiety in a movie, I put real it's life. It's in your house. <laughs> it's nervous. 
Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Please, please continue. Uh, and also, there's a lot of birds and seaside locations involved. I, of course, am referring to the birds okay. from 1963. <laughs> It's in black and white. Wait, is it? No, nope. it's not. It's definitely not in black and white. It's yet. in rich technicolor. Mm, uh, this is uh, for the, those who haven't seen the birds. It's 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 worth a look. I'd say, it's uh, <laughs> it's famous and stuff. Um, starring Tippi Hedren, famously. Yes. Uh, in both, we have our protagonists arriving to a place with their own emotional baggage, and they get trapped by nature for seemingly by nature seemingly wanting to strike back at them mm. for what reason? Who can say? Question mark. <laughs> yeah. Because um, nature don't give a fuck. Surely don't. And it will not stand up to your reasoning framework. Yeah. It is you can't argue stuff. with birds. Yeah. That's, I've always said this. <laughs> and even if the initial setting isn't ideal for the protagonist, things go start going downhill very sharply after a seagull attacks them. Oh, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, that is the like. <laughs> yeah. I have to give it up for Robert Pattinson. Him murdering a seagull is maybe one of the funnier, bleak things I've ever seen. Yeah, and it's, like... It's oh, perfect. To go back to the just purely lighthouse stuff for a sec, I, yeah. I know that... I don't know if you had the same feeling where, like, there is legitimately very funny stuff that happens and I would laugh, yeah. but then feel like, oh, I shouldn't be laughing, this is a serious movie. But oh. Robert Eggers is like, no... It's a funny movie. Yeah, there are funny things about this movie. It's inherently ridiculous. Willem Dafoe does not stop farting. He's farting through this whole movie. As he should. Yeah, As he would and should. If I was stuck on a rock, I'd have gas. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, there's seaside settings in both. Uh, they were immensely troubled productions oh. <laughs> for various reasons. Yeah. Uh, but I mostly chose this one because there's a lot of bird violence in each movie. But uh, the like... The... It does, the birds feels like almost cosmic horror to me, where like, you cannot understand what's happening. Like, yeah. I, I think a lot about the ending scene where they're driving away, there's just birds everywhere. And it's just like, okay, well, then why are they they're all not quiet. attacking now? Yeah, you, ha- you all, can't understand. Yeah, they're all ready to attack. Like, it feels, it feels cosmic y in that way to me. Yeah, you where know? the only, kind of the only, maybe the only reason you survive is that it no longer cares about you. You are yeah. too small and infinitesimal. But for you it will to care. never know the answer. Yeah. You will go to your grave. Yep. Wondering whatever happened to that seagull. Yeah. <laughs> that one eyed little bitch seagull. <laughs> Uh, so actually I will have a name for my birds. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. We yeah. skipped over that cause I was excited about picking this <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, my, yeah. Okay. My marquee title for the birds and we're going to do, you watch the lighthouse first, uh, because okay. it's a slower movie. It, you need to it's drink it in a lot yeah. and then you throw on the technicolor as hell birds nice. with like real dated special effects in that one and some very good ones and some very yeah, yeah. Uh, and like props for making birds legitimately very spooky uh i'm gonna call this seagull s-e-e-g-u-l-l <laughs> just seagull yeah it's just like the the leo pointing gif right okay. seagull i see it i thought you were gonna like seagull kill <laughs> oh that's better <laughs> You can have it. Oh, thank you I so took much. I took Mouth of Madness from you, uh, so I'm giving back. It's very charitable yeah, of you. Yeah, thank you. Okay, what do you name yours? Registered in, charity. In which order do you watch yours? Okay, um, bah. I'm going to, <laughs> I'm going to go, I'm, oh, that's a good question, actually. I'm going to go Mouth of Madness first. Oh. Because it's more on the surface, and it feels like, yeah, it was mm. chaotic, and it was 
creepy, but like you understood what happened by the end of it. Ah, uh, mm. this guy was a character in the book the whole time. Right. Then and you then get... you dive into <laughs> you dive into the lighthouse where you are no longer permitted to understand what happened. Mm. Like you're you, the viewer, are slowly losing your grip on being able to tell what reality is. Yeah. You're convincing me now too, because I feel like if you yeah. watch anything after the lighthouse, you're just gonna be thinking about the lighthouse. <laughs> no, exactly. Like that, yeah, you can't you can't sustain like a narrative after you watch the lighthouse. It's not gonna happen. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I changed my mind. Birds first. Okay. We're, All right. We're, we agree that Lighthouse is the headliner. Of, yeah. I will say there's not really that much of a narrative for the birds, right? It's just no. birds kill. It, That's it's all it is. like the first hour or something takes a really long time to get going. Yeah. But it's just like Tippy Hendren coming to a seaside town and like walking around looking for a dude she thinks is hot. Yeah. Like, <laughs> who whom among us has, has not. not gone to a San Francisco seaside town yeah. <laughs> in search of love? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, I'm gonna call it. Um, I'm gonna call it. Oh no! I can give you a really bad. Yeah, give me a bad one, and then I'll know what not to say. In the math, the In the math, madness is followed by the light. I was supposed to call this in the deep end. Oh, I see. If you say that's bad, but I was gonna say something like sinking. That's, that's what evocative. I was gonna. Okay, we'll call it sinking. There you go. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Into the deep end. You're watching Nick at Night. <laughs> Yay, we did we it. We did it. Our Aww. first same pixies. Our first alignment. Mm-hmm. Well, wow. Cosmic alignment for a cosmic horror movie. It couldn't have happened to a nicer movie. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm on record. And we'll end this with me cackling yeah. to round out the other cackling. Fade out and distort and just... <laughs> yeah. Mermaid scream. <laughs> <laughs> that's all folks <laughs> ah, very so nice that'll about do it for our episode on the lighthouse yes um, thank you for listening yeah please uh, rate and review us on the podcast platform of your choice it'll help mm-hmm. more people find the show yes. uh, you can find us at Garbage Pod on twitter and instagram that's g-a-r-t-b-a-g-e pod uh, Aaron where can the people find you people can find me at Macklebase on Twitter um, M-A-C-L-E-B-A-S-S for pictures of spooky Toronto landmarks <laughs> well you've teased it now you're gonna have to there you go I'm gonna have to deliver yeah <laughs> uh, and you can find me at Dick R. Navis D-I-C-K-R Navis and you can uh, find me there for I don't know just shit posting I guess um, <laughs> it's gonna say hi Yeah, so I hope that you will uh, join us next time for another pile of garbage. Thanks, Hale.